That's it. We did it. We are live. We're here. Welcome to the Side Quest Live, your weekly journey into the wonderful world of video games, video game culture, and uh, uh, baby toys. Oh, dog toys. Uh, yeah. that as well. We, I got to Sorry, the show started, but I got, I got a riled up pup over here. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's hiding his puppies somewhere. Yeah, yeah, my puppies are behind, know. behind me. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's Zach. That's me. That's Zach. That's Taylor down there. Yeah, that's, that's down that's, in that and, corner is Taylor. Taylor's dog. Yeah, that's that's my dog Yuki. He's he's having fun. What's your dog's name? Yuki. Yuki. Oh, cool. Awesome. awesome. I don't have a pet. I'm Dolly, which you can see by that. But I. I I like birds and fish. Your your pet, honestly, your pets are kind of like your video games. You know, <laughs> you neglect you, you neglect them as if you had one. So, uh, you know what? Let me let me let me. You might want to pull that back a little bit because uh, my um, my pets right now are the plants, the crops, the veggies that I have officially started. I know it's only nice. February, but I thought you know this year I'm getting started early. Because we're okay. going to be tearing up that backyard. We're try trying to get a pool. There'll be a lot of backyard stuff going on. So I figured, you know what? I may not have a good chance to get a good enough garden if I start too late. Because we're, we're you know trying to get all the pots and all that kind of stuff layered and figured out in the backyard. So I figured, you know, I'm going to start early. Start with the, the the peppers and tomatoes early. And it's a, it is a little early, but it's all good. It'll it'll get there. Um yeah, Last usually year, I think I started in April, and it was really late. End of and mid March is uh, especially yeah. for your climate is more yes. usually more appropriate. Uh, but you yeah. might get an early thaw and try and get them in there. I figured, give it a shot. So those are my my green babies, my green babies. But uh, yeah, my green pets. Hey, um, it hey. it's it's video game time. There are a lot of games coming out. We're gonna talk about stuff we're playing, stuff we're excited about <clears throat> yeah Talk about some gaming news that's usually yeah hit me with an hit me with the news dally i've i i would i've been i slept for the past 14 days so give me everything all right uh you know what i'm gonna start off with this one because yeah. it's it was sort of the bigger one there ha there isn't a lot of news per se because there's a lot of video games coming out over the next uh from last let's see i think from pokemon arceus like every week since then it's big game, big game, big game. Um, but yeah. there was this news. <clears throat> the PlayStation uh, yeah. VR 2 has been revealed. Oh. Finally, uh, the design has been has been revealed. Um, the least important part about the entirety of <laughs> yeah. the device. <laughs> this is yeah. how it looks. If you, if you want me to be perfectly honest. No. Mm -hmm. um, you know, VR headsets have been around in mainstream for... Or you know, over five years at this point, we know what they look like. We've seen multiple iterations of them. The design is just like, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, it's white and black, like the console, and it has the little cameras for tracking, and the controllers look like VR control. I don't know. It's just <laughs> who gives a shit. Anyway, I mean, I nothing. We don't know anything important about it yet. Still. We don't know anything yeah, important about it. Ugh. We don't know price. Yeah. We don't. Know. I think that's why I'm really frustrated is because there's things I want to know about it and they're refusing to tell me. They're being very mean. You, uh, you and I are having a good conversation about this. Um, there, 
uh, granted, it's going to be a um, a pretty decent from a tech standpoint. I mean, they got four K four K screens in there. You got some other stuff um, that are the you know the the refresh rate. So everything like tech wise, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. But for me, it's here's where I draw the here's where I have the issue. You still need a PS five to play it. Um, the PS, the actual original PSVR did not sell well compared to the PS4. Like, did not sell. The, well. We're talking. We're talking about the attach rate here, right? The attach rate. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> um, with chips and a lot of other crap, is uh, you know, um, is, is being held back. The the build processes. The P- PlayStation and Microsoft have actually pumped out a lot of consoles more than their previous generation in this time frame. So they've actually got, yeah, as just, much despite just brand, don't, yeah. don't let the news articles fool you. Yeah. They're doing well. They're doing well. It just demand is so freaking high. Now, will that demand translate to the VR headset? I don't think so because no way, <laughs> because people are still hell, but hell bent on saying, I can't get a PS5, and now you want me to get a PS5 and a PSVR headset? I mean, that granted, if you have a PS5, you can already get a PSVR headset, but that's the way the story is going to be played over social media is, you know, my son wants a PSVR headset, but he also has to get, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be a little more difficult to, to sell this early on. Granted, they are getting this out there early within the console's lifespan. You're... You know, a year comparative, or, yeah, comparatively yeah. early. Comparatively, yeah, I mean, two what, years? when did PSVR came out? Came, when did PSVR out? came out? Um, I don't know. <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> you, 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 you kept twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. You kept talking while I was trying to interrupt you, and that made me say things wrong. <laughs> it was twenty seventeen because that's when Resident Evil Seven came out, and that was like their big like you can play Resident Evil Seven VR. Uh, PSVR um, came out in October of 2016. Yeah, so right before that. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Resident, Resident Evil 7 came out in October of 2016. It came out in January of 2017. Oh, that's right. And but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, just so okay, yeah. a couple of months. So we're talking three years into the PS4 life cycle. Three, yes. Yep. Because it's two years. PSVR 2 so is two years. I, uh, you know, the diff- I guess one of the big differences it feels like to me is that three years in like it's only one year difference yeah uh but But a whole different yeah it just feels so it just feels so different because the amount of stuff that had come out on ps4 was already was so much more substantive and there was just more of it uh and i'm just talking about on software side and the you know you didn't have a nintendo console really in play to compete with yet um and well i mean you did when psvr came out but yeah. uh it wasn't it wasn't competing it, 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 it wasn't there you yet that mario tennis game that came out yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean it just ps5 still is kind of light i mean obviously third parties are still rocking and rolling but uh you know we're just we're starting to hit the stride for, obviously forbidden west just came out but it just it feels like a shallower pool than sure. when we were than what we were looking at with ps4 in the same yeah I, I also feel like part of the issue is going to be the the cross-gen games that are being released like uh god of war is supposedly coming out this year 
Yeah. Um, and, st- and still also coming out on PS4. And still yeah. also coming out on PS4, uh, along with other games that are going to be coming out on both both these generations. The PSVR launch when it was there was it was just the PS4. There was PS3 right. had been gone. Um, it was you're just playing games on the PS. What was it? what's the what's the, the PS4 thing? launch was so bad. I was just thinking yeah. about the, the, like, the two <laughs> games that they had. Yeah, like yeah. Watch yeah. Dogs and Resogun. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was a N64 level of, of launch. Um, but uh, I mean, the PS4 is a freaking. It's possibly my favorite PlayStation console. <laughs> but you yeah. know, it's it definitely. I love it. It, um, it needed all those years it was alive to fill in yeah, to I, what it became. I think so. I think you're right. But um, are you going to make cross-gen VR games? Is kind of what I'm. You're not. I don't. I don't think that you bother. Um, I think that you. I think it's because a you are you put R and D into PSVR two. You have you have a console that's still selling hard hardware fast, um, and you want. The software to drive that hardware you cannot like even though you know, the attach rate on psvr1 was like sub five percent um okay. uh, which means that it was like i don't know how many like four or five million units all told um but still even at five million you don't want anything to cut into potential drivers of selling the new hardware uh, and this is just, I mean, I, I don't, I struggle to see them selling this thing, not at a loss as it is. Um, so if you're going to make it up on software, I don't know. It's I, cause I also see the other argument of like, if you're going to make it up on software, then you want it as in as many places as possible. Um, mm-hmm. but part the other part of me that thinks that Sony has a game plan is like, well, the way forward is the next generation of this. Yeah. And you can't you cannot be hamstrung on PS4 with VR stuff. Uh, I I think so. I recently have been looking into getting a Oculus Quest 2 for my mm-hmm. birthday. And the thing that made me not get one is there's literally no new games that are VR like like because like 2017, mm-hmm. we had all these games that are out now. We had Beat Saber, we had Jobs simulator we had all these like little games that people played and there isn't like an there isn't a software that's selling for vr that isn't like vr chat yeah or yeah so it's just like there's like i don't think sony has it in them one to make a good vr game but two i don't think really even if they did no one's gonna like go get a vr headset for some random game like it has to be some yeah. big ip it has to be like a half-life alex level of like yeah thing. and the, the the other thing is that if they when they put out psvr2 they also have to backfill software you have to take every other good vr game that's already on the market and put it on and put it on your console because yeah. if you don't then there's then <clears throat> You know, again, you're you're also trying to get into market of people that have not had VR. You, PSVR two is not appealing to people that have a Vive, um, or that have an Oculus Rift S, or some or sure. that are already in the ecosystem. Uh, you're I here mean, were maybe, the um, here were the top 
PlayStation VR games in November, which is the which is the prime <clears throat> the prime shopping season for games is is November because of Black Friday and all the deals. Number one for PSVR, Beat Saber. Yeah. Number number it's two. Only game. Yeah. Number two, something called Gun Club VR, which I've never heard of. Oh no, uh, <laughs> we're number, already in we're already in games I've never heard of. Number three was essentially a launch game for the PSVR Job Simulator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have games like uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim VR, um, Sniper Elite VR, Surgeon Simulator, uh, Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality, Gorn, yeah, Swordsman VR, Super Hot VR. These games are, I mean, good games are not. These a lot of these games are two, three, four, five, six years old. You know, I'm okay with the old games. They just need more. They honestly, my argument is, is they need they well they need more. Yeah, they need yeah they need new ones to their catalog. <laughs> they need more old ones. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which it's is true. which is weird to say, um, but like I think you should probably try and get vr chat i like as sure. silly as yeah. it, as silly as it sounds cool. get the metaverse um, on there you need something dude like vr chat like a console accessible vr chat i mean hell yeah i mean people yeah. are yeah. would genuinely be into that um there's other roblox like liabilities that you uh, maybe don't want to bring onto your console. Yeah, there's also uh, full body tracking strippers in VR <laughs> chat, but you know. Well, think so. of um, <laughs> you, you All right, know, and you have a. I think you have a great opportunity of doing something else besides uh, VR chat, um, and besides games, and that is kind of the entertainment aspect and how. Yeah, watch a concert in, in VR like they did exactly. before. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm you know I'm I mean un, 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 unironically yes. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. The, the theater yeah. aspects of VR are mm. actually pretty cool. Yep. Um, you have you know your parent company is Sony and Sony Pictures Entertainment. Um, mm -hmm. Watch parties available based on Sony Pictures Entertainment or or something for God, please. I was, the old I was Xbox three sixty oh, app. Yeah. The Netflix yeah. Xbox three sixty app. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you watch parties with friends, and then they just yeah. took it away. Like you just yeah, like, like they no, sure did. Do this anymore. Then they have oh. a Chrome extension, I think, for some stuff. And yeah, but, yeah, uh, that, that, uh, that I'm pretty sure they DMCA'd, but yeah, they DMCA'd that sucker. But um, Sony could pull it off. I mean, I I I bring that up because I I today for some random reason I was surfing something, uh, Spider-Man related. You could go off on the tangents, right? And I found the Spider-Man reaction videos on YouTube for you know the for the latest movie and that's that shit is awesome to see and i i remember how hyped people got in that theater during uh avengers endgame you know when when people get really excited together about these types of reveals you could do that in vr way better than you can in your house if you're sitting on i mean i would love to watch a communal movie with the both of you with jj with a few other folks in vr as a movie releases, you know, I'll buy my virtual ticket or whatever. But I think there's, I think there are some, <clears throat> some cool things that you can pull off with VR besides yeah. just VR gaming to make this worthwhile. Because the PS5 is still a giant ass console. Don't forget that <laughs> it takes up a lot of space. And now you're asking for something else to take up more space in your home. It yeah. better, gosh darn, be more than just Job Simulator. That's are... slightly better graphics. Are we are we just missing? Job Simulator is good though. 
Are we just missing something and Sony is 100% okay with 5% or 4 to 5% attach rate? I, I and this is just them I I don't I don't know what the justification is on the bottom line but somebody's pet project and that person it has it has enough sway that they just managed to keep it going. Dude, it's I, gonna be like a metaverse thing, and they're gonna like do Web three shit, like watch. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, Ima- imagine they would lose so much bad faith, though. There's, I mean, I don't. I, I, say- I think Sony now they they've <laughs> lost a lot of they've 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 plummeted at least in my eyes. So I don't, I think they're not you who speaks for all of games. <laughs> no, I'm just like I used to love Sony, but I feel like. Ever since uh, Sean, is who that was before the his, yeah Sean Lee, yeah after he left, I feel like they've gone downhill quite very significantly. Corporate. Very corporate. yeah, very corporate, and that very corporate mindset is very much in the Web three, crypto metaverse side. So mm. I that's like because I think like us talking. VR is very capable and very, I think, better for an entertainment thing, like you're saying, like hanging out with friends, just like talking. Like, it's better at that than it is at being a gaming platform, I feel like, because like the cool VR games require a $1,000 headset with finger mm-hmm. tracking, like for you to actually, like, like so that's not going, going to happen at this low level. So it feels like this has to be some entertainment metaverse mixed media type thing that they're trying to do maybe but i don't know playstation the playstation creator ken kutaragi hates it so (laughs) (laughs) which i always thought was really funny he's like and this is a quote that um he was interviewed with bloomberg he's like yeah uh let's see the exact quote is um uh, headsets would isolate you from the real world i can't agree with that headsets are simply annoying so there you go i mean there's a there's a place for vr for sure it's yeah. just, uh, I mean, it has to be done, has to be done right, and uh, it has to be worthwhile because I don't want to own yet another piece of hardware that gets used. Like we said before, I mean, again, you this should have been their Vita. This should have been a standalone headset that just focuses on VR games. I think you can <sighs> really sell that as a whole separate thing, but who are we? Who are we? <clears throat> Let's stop talking about PlayStation Vita and move on to um, move on to the next the next bit of news uh, as I'm stalling because I'm actually trying to find <clears throat> find news. Here we go. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. This is a big one. This is a big one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit you so hard. Uh, this is Capcom, who we all know, um, are create, have <laughs> announced their latest game, which is... Don't get uh, me started. St- with Fiber stars. Fighter. Fiber <laughs> Fighter 6. Starring wide Ryu. Are we both in agreement that are we all in agreement that this logo is like a piece of shit? Like, is this bad? Yeah, okay. It's a bad logo. I mean, guarantee this logo is not this changing. It's changing for sure. It's not gonna be. It's just what I guess. What what I don't want to say amateurish, but like it's literally an Adobe stock photo that they took and edited the S and the F. Like that's somebody found it. (laughs) Like they spent eighty bucks for it. I gotta show you this. Right. I'm not saying they didn't do that, <laughs> but it definitely. I look at it and I believe that that's possible. 
It's so bad. Look at this. First and foremost, I know we're we're having fun with it, but I got to show you this logo right here, and then we'll get to the actual uh, <clears throat> the actual Street Fighter news. But here are Street Fighter Two dynamic, yeah. Street Fighter uh, dynamic. Look at that Scooby Scooby Street Fighter Five had kind of a badass. Yeah, uh, no, that's good. Street Fighter Six. Look at that. That's the Adobe Photos like stock yeah, thing the that Adobe, they bought. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and here, here's a great one. Someone compared them. Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5. Um, paintball store. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the other... San Francisco. The, the other thing about it is that, like, look at 4 and 5. And when I think of yeah. 4 and 5 yeah. and the what they introduced in terms of, like... So, because Street Fighter 4 put on the new thing where you could hold the two, like, medium... Uh, medium punch, medium yeah, yep. kick, and then you yep. did that kind of like artsy thing where you had an ink, uh, ink mm-hmm. swell to your to your move, right? And you can kind of see that in the actual yeah. logo itself. Street Fighter Five had the V V trigger, V trigger, v, v trigger, and then like that the V trigger icon on the actual UI looks like the Five in Street Fighter Five, yeah. and yeah. it like it matches the aesthetic. Look at Street Fighter Six and okay. what the fuck am I gonna do? The, what am I gonna? Get? <laughs> the the nerdy answer. There's a nerdy answer. So there's two different fight stick gates. Gate is like the shape that is shaped on the inside when you use it. Mm-hmm. The usual is a square. There's also an octagonal mm-hmm. gate. So the nerdy answer is maybe they're moving to a different format of fighting game. Like I don't know. No. No. But they're but they're, but they're not. But, That's but they're you, not exactly. So it's just like, well, why is it? And yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, the nerdy. The nerdy answer <laughs> is 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 what is called a coping mechanism. I know. It's like, oh, is there, we're gonna have more in inputs. It's gonna be way more. You know, it's gonna be a dumbed down mobile version of Street Fighter, like the let's see, like uh, the. Power the Rangers DS version game, yeah, like the DS, the DS one with all the the the, 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 the DS version of Street Fighter Four is un, unironically good. So yeah, d- yeah, yeah it has the short the 3DS cuts, version. It's kind of badass. It's it's kind of good for like two dollars. I think. Wide Ryu, one. he's there. That's him. Yeah, there he is. Holy cow! How wide is he? Holy shit! <laughs> I. It's a bold. It's a bold move to go with Luke in a in the <laughs> yeah. Street Fighter trailer yeah, too. Yeah, a man. new character that nobody likes. Yeah, man. It's also wild to give Ryu shoes. He has shoes on. I mean, they're sandals, on. but yeah. He's usually barefoot. <laughs> Here, there you go. I just cannot, believe He's the, a... cannot believe the sheer girth of this man. <laughs> oh my just... god! Well, I, I, there's there's a. There's only like three cool scenes of this trailer. If you skip to like the towards the end, where they actually put color, dynamic color into yes. the scenes, Dolly, um, it's the only it's the only cool part. Yeah, like uh, right there. Yeah, yeah. this is this is the only part where I'm like, oh, this might this this has potential to be okay. Splatoon, yeah, totally. This moment. Yep, and that's it. I uh, hope it's I okay. So I know I was talking shit before, but. The fact that Ono and the more. <laughs> the the fact that Ono and the old team aren't involved anymore, it's the new team that took over Street Fighter Five and made it decent. Um, my hopes are high. They're higher than they were before. Because uh, when did they take over? Like 
season two or whatever okay. like around yeah. when aka, AKA when it got good came out yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah so street fighter because to, to be frank street fighter 5 debuted horribly it was an absolute i it, it set back street fighter like two years like hand, like alone it was so so bad for the I, I mean they managed to salvage it with capcom cup um I truly yeah. believe if they if they had not just dumped money into Capcom Cup, they would have, or they quite quite possibly could have tanked um, Street Fighter f- overall. Um, I mean, they they probably still would have recovered because it's it's Street Fighter, uh, but I mean, it set them back monumentally. It was it was that bad, and I I don't I don't know why they were quite so desperate to get over Street Fighter Four. Um, it wasn't exactly everybody's favorite, but it wasn't that bad in my opinion. So know. okay, so I went to the Evo where they were doing testing for Street Fighter Five, and I remember standing in line for two hours to play yeah. a set with a random person, and I picked Ken, he picked M Bison, and I remember us playing, and then at the end, like I said, "Do you want to go? Do you want to go again?" He said, "Nah, nah I think I um, nah. think I'm good." I was like, okay, <laughs> and then, and then like sure? my brother, my brother and I got back in line and played again, and I played with my brother, and I was like, so do you want, so do you want to play again? He said, nah. And then I remember when it came out, I was like, hey, dude, let's get Street Fighter Five and try it out. He said, dude, that game sucks, and we never, and I never wow. touched it. Like, yeah, so like there, yeah, it's that game is good now. It, yeah, but it was so bad at launch. I can't even. Put it into words how much it like demoralized me to know there's a bad and, street, and street fighter it, and not only that but like but people that played it act i mean i if if anything i think that not that anybody copped in and made games because of street fighter 5's failed launch um mm-hmm. but the void that street fighter 5's poor launch left made it like we saw such a wide explosion of popularized um, kind of you know mini pro scenes for a lot of fighting games mm-hmm. in the interim, uh, and Gear. I don't. I mean, Guilty Gear definitely popped up comparatively than where the other Guilty Gears had been, uh, but you know, even even stuff like you know Killer Instinct um, coming back, you know, I think just a lot of things timed really well for mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, but yeah, it's Capcom. Fight. Yeah, go ahead. Capcom is just literally all their fighting games that they've released. Their last couple, three fighting games have been horrible. Like they haven't had anything good in a while. They need they need a win. They need to get back to their roots and refocus. You know, because I mean, yeah. it's, Marvel it's tough. Infinite was was poopy. Just very just bad. as just as bad. Like. <laughs> And that's a huge so IP that they just fumbled. Like, uh, and not yeah. just that, but they, they not only did they fumble it. I mean, they fumbled the launch, but then they also fumbled it ongoing because they had to they 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 had to plunge it into the depths of the abyss because they're like, oh, I you know we botched the launch and no nobody bought it and because nobody bought it is not making any money and because it's not making any money we're not going to re up any IP licenses. And by the way, so unless you buy the retail version, it is going to cease to exist. Yep. Yeah, Marvel's Capcom Infinite is so ultimately depressing, um, especially as a big uh, Marvel vs. Capcom fan. 
Yes, and also, sir. basically, the same thing happened to Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, yeah. Also. True. So, yeah. oh, man, God, a lot of it's just absolutely <laughs> sucks. Uh, Ultimate's they did, good, they, though. They did announce yeah. also that um, they have that uh, uh, collection coming as well, which actually That's is right. kind yeah, of bad. Honestly, it was, it was the much more... It was, it, it was significantly more interesting of the two announcements to me. Yeah, so this is the uh, Capcom... Fighting Collection, I believe is what they're calling it. The Capcom 30th, sorry, it's a 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary of their of their kind of Street Fighter and fighting game series. So the Capcom Full Fighting logo. Collection. <clears throat> now this is a logo. In yeah. fact, this yeah, this is this is great. The, yeah. It's the it's the Dragon Punch input on your fight fight. There's stick. The, yeah, like. bam bam bam. I like it. It's cool. <clears throat> yeah, Punch, it's cool. Kick. But they got some cool games on there. Ten uh, ten games. Ten games. You got uh, Darkstalkers, uh, Night Warriors, right? Which is also Darkstalkers. Yeah. Also Darkstalkers. Vampire, Vampire Series Hunters. is also Night Nightstalker. <laughs> yeah, you got like every every Darkstalkers game, right? You got Night Warriors, well, Vampire Hope. Hunter Two. Vampire I mean, who Hunter who else remembers that that old clip where it was Darkstalkers will return? Right? Was that yeah. it? Yeah. And yeah, you know. In it's the here. in the Capcom fighting collection, that's what we meant, guys. <laughs> you know, Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo is really good. That is, that is actually <laughs> one of the more interesting uh, games that's on this list to me. So it's the thing cool that, that Red is, Earth is in there too, because I thought they had forgotten about Red Earth. So. The thing that's uh, interesting to me is this is another trend that's going on right right now in gaming. Mm-hmm where fans make something like fightcade is very popular fightcade has rollback net code and has mm. these games on there it's just another thing like a publisher saying oh people actually want to play these games cool let's just like put them in a package and we had no way of knowing no way people want to play there's absolutely no way to know it's I'm the glad. alternative, the alternative is taking the Nintendo route, which is knowing the whole time for many years <laughs> that everybody wants it, and still yeah. not doing it, and then you actively deactivating the ways that they could do it. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm, I'm. It was actually kind of interesting is they threw in um, an an actual Street Fighter game, the hyper hyper Street Fighter Two Anniversary Edition game in there which is pretty funny um i, I don't i've never played that one should, so. should have been street fighter 3 but that's just me dude oh my that's god the, uh, imagine imagine street fighter alpha 3 with net with rollback net yeah. code on an anniversary collection people lose my mind people would go nuts man that's my favorite cool, cool, fighting cool game. collection cool ass collection it is still really cool yeah i'm excited about this one i'm definitely gonna be picking it up it's um, crazy that she, this game June has 24th, better for this game this game has better net code than street street fighter 5 right. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true uh so that one's coming um uh there again not a t- whole ton of news this week because we're we're actively waiting for for big game launches which we'll we'll get to in a second here um there was one more that actually, well there's a couple more one or so that was kind of interesting is bethesda is finally getting rid of bethesda net the launcher and oh yeah moving to Steam. Finally. So that's that's pretty it's pretty damn good um yeah i mean in, in, it just makes sense microsoft eventually was going to nix this at the end of the day they have their own launcher um in the microsoft game store um plus where else are you going to sell it other than the game store and steam yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah. I saw someone no, I on Twitter say, does this mean Microsoft's buying Steam? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, sweet child. <laughs> sweet, sweet child. Uh, but um, by the way, Microsoft would absolutely love to do that, but yeah. that would that one actually would would probably get blocked by antitrust. So no, yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, speaking of Steam, uh, did you know uh, you can find out that uh, if your if your Steam uh, games, your Steam uh, collection is compatible <laughs> with this nifty website, which is you know storesteampower.com, Steam Deck, my games. Uh, I knew, of course. Have, yeah, of course you do. Um, <clears throat> let's see how many are verified so far for good old Dolly. I look at all. I think I think I uh, two are idle games. Dude, how, from, yeah. how is no, that thing going to run? Noita, that game is going to rip yeah. up that CPU <laughs> like nobody's business. I I'll, uh, I'll say this: the okay. CPU is actually very good. I uh, I mean is we're talking about uh a pretty decent AMD four core processor. I think it's be okay. I sure hope, plus, hope so. Plus it's only seven twenty P, so Yeah. Do you know what Noita is, Taylor? It's yes. Noita is a crazy it yeah. simulates every pixel. It's yeah, like so I'm, much I'm, like processing yeah. power. It causes yeah. my laptop, Don't. my gaming laptop, to go crazy, which is pretty pretty funny. Um, Listen, just but, turn that bad boy down to low. There you go. There you go. It's a one pixel game. But no, this is just the ones that, that have been verified so far in my list. These are playable. Uh, maybe you know you might need a little bit of finagling to get them to work. Um, but uh, you know, I love you, Colonel Sanders. Obviously, everyone has that one. Dota two. Um, oh, but uh, you know, oh, yeah, Dally, the big, the big Dota player, the big Dota player. Uh, but you know, I mean, there's a oddly enough, Lara Craft, and um, I, I don't know why that one wouldn't be. Uh, it, it, that's kind of an easy game to. Huh. to uh, does it use uh, some sort of anti cheat that's not supported uh, yet? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you know, I have like 133 other games haven't been uh, tested yet for my for my library. So yeah, I, yeah, I got 239 on that list. Yeah, so this is still obviously it's still coming. They're still testing, and once this thing launches, which is this week, uh, for you, you'll be seeing. Yeah, for me, I'll let you guys know what it's like while you guys are playing Elder Elder Scroll Ring. No, um, <laughs> yeah, this uh, I think the purchases for the steam deck go live for the first first group, for the first wave the on first wave friday. On friday 10 a.m and then you have like what 24 hours something crazy like that to actually put your order in. i think you, it's 70 i think it's 72 is 72 oh that's cool because with within a minute i'm gonna have my order in on 10 a.m on friday so um yeah, yeah trust me uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be waiting for you know tuesday morning or whenever whatever, whatever i sent after 72 hours see if because you know the dare I've after watching people talk about it, I think I'm within like three minutes of my pre-order of people nice. that are Q1 versus <laughs> or you know first first wave versus Q2. So yeah, yeah, you made it, you made it, player. Um, so uh, it's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm I'm excited. New hardware always gets me, which is really weird because we talked about PSVR earlier and totally mm -hmm. not excited, uh, and now Steam Deck, which is 
an, a completely unnecessary device because we all well, have they, gaming laptops. We're caught. We're all excited about it. <laughs> I don't have a gaming laptop, Dolly. That's what my Steam Deck is for. Okay, that's right. You have a you have a tower, don't you? Okay. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. I've got I got myself a I got myself a desktop down here. But right. no, I think that the difference is right. that with like, not that I want to spend too much time on this, but. Like PSVR, I feel like is a completely known quantity. We we know what yeah. VR does. Yeah. We know what Sony has done with it because they did it last gen. Um, and the Steam Deck is something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people ha- maybe have used or play on uh, gaming laptops, but never a handheld device made by the company that makes uh, Steam, which is where you buy all your games on. That is something that has never happened before which is it's, a very cool thing it's a very cool thing and i really am hopeful that this ushers in the return of gaming on handhelds by please you know, it, the, yeah you don't you don't think you don't think you don't think the switch could do it you don't think the switch could do it not not by itself i don't think the switch could do it by itself because it, you know you don't, you don't think that the best-selling co- console of all time could do it until there's competition, though, for something, I don't that's think true. There is. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is it? Yeah, is is this? Are we watching just the Nintendo effect at work, or are we seeing yeah. something? You know, no, no, I'm saying that right. this is okay. what other this is what other people are looking at and seeing with with Nintendo Switch. Is this just the Nintendo thing? We, you know, just like how probably many in- industry people watch the Wii come and go. Watch yeah. the U, we the Wii U then fail. Be like, okay, <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo did it again, <laughs> and then couldn't and then couldn't do it again, and then they and then they do the switch and they're like, okay, but is it just the Wii again, except in handheld form? Uh, you know, can the Steam Deck prove that taking the types of experiences that you get on a screen and putting it in your in your hand is it yeah. something that people want beyond a Nintendo product? I agree yeah. with that. I agree, agreed, and I think you know that there are advan- there are total advantages to both both of these, which I which I love. In that Steam Deck, I, I have a game library. I I showed you my my eleven yeah. games, which are compat which are fully verified. Others which are compatible, and then one hundred thirty three, which haven't been verified yet. But um, I have my game library. I don't need to go out and purchase brand new games, which is always a tough thing for me. Whenever a new console launches, it's like okay. Cool. I got my PS5. What's the first thing I played? Bunch of PS4 games because there really wasn't anything kind of. Hey, you're crazy still doing that too. It's so. still, yeah. And, and yeah, still. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, but that's the the nice thing about the Steam Deck is it's it's not saying hey guess what we're giving you only Steam Deck compatible games. This is just another way for you to. This is their third pillar, right? This is the. Yeah. Uh, it's you got uh, the steam on your your gaming pc you got steam that's through uh there's sort of their streaming services here and there There's steam link steam link and now you have steam on a portable device that you can kind of take with you um so i think that's really cool for steam itself they want to be valve wants steam games to be accessible everywhere and i think they're to me this is the one step ahead they have on microsoft with uh in from the hardware standpoint, because Steam doesn't have any hardware, this is their first real piece of hardware that you can play games on. I mean, the Steam boxes were partner projects, so I think it's really good for them. Um, again, Microsoft is doing some cool stuff with Game Pass and the streaming, but they don't really have a streaming, they don't even really have a little device 
that you buy at the moment, right? Um, there's no window phones available, but uh, uh, and you I know what that, else? I can play. I can. I can play games from Game Pass on the Steam Deck directly. Are, is it so? Uh, so I'm, this is why I'm excited to to mess around with it or to get it. I'm not going to be installing anything to my Steam Deck. It's going to be how I get it is what I'm going to get. And I, I I'm going to I'm going to probably it has, believe it, that the majority of folks that get the Steam Deck right, are going to function won't. that way too. They're not going to be installing extra operating systems or anything like that. Um, but uh, guess what? It's but even even with that, you still have the ability to you know be like, okay, I just want to minimize the Steam yeah. UI. Open up a web browser, go to xbox.com and launch a Game Pass game. Slash play. Yep. Uh, and launch one of my Game Pass games there. And you can do that. It's just, it's a browser. I'm excited. Uh, totally excited. So, so, you know, the question that we're obviously we're going to get into weird compatibility issues because mm-hmm. we've never tried this. I mean, yeah, I've done it on my phone using. Uh, you know, Bluetooth or plug-in controller, mm-hmm. um, but how does this work on a PC in a, in your hand <laughs> that has all the controllers mapped directly? You know, I have a feeling that it'll probably work natively. Um, I, I don't think that Valve is like, oh, wow, Game Pass, we never even thought about it. Um, you know, uh, that would be kind of weird. So, but yeah, I mean, it it's kind of hard not to think about. I mean, the, if you talk, if you want to think about ways that you know the battery life is one of the biggest sure. hurdles to get over on something like this, um, because you know you can get as little as t- sub two hours if you're playing the right game that draws the right amount of power. Mm-hmm. But if you're streaming and it's not using the CPU and the GPU to do that game, like with like with. Uh, xCloud I still call it xCloud because it's easy Um, or with Steam Link that battery goes a lot longer way way farther so it's definitely interesting stuff and uh, you know I I, and again the the, I think the Steam Deck is going to be an awesome awesome fun device I can't wait to to get on I'm sure I'll be pinging you to help me (laughs) help me figure figure my way through it yeah you can you can hit me up Dolly I'll let you do that for sure for sure I'll bring it to PAX hopefully you're there Um, and then you know you I actually think, like I said, this this sort of renaissance in mobile mobile gaming, uh, <clears throat> you're gonna see people who are switch owners who want to upgrade, but mm. don't necessarily potentially who know gaming, I should say, but don't want to upgrade to a PS5 or an Xbox. You see, they yeah. might angle towards they they want to get into PC gaming. Um, they might they might go for a Steam Deck. I think so. And and vice versa. Three, if you have folks, three three ninety nine introductory price is yeah very compelling. Yep, um, yep. Valve uh, definitely did the numbers right on that part. Yeah, and then I think and and you know in in a way sort of I don't maybe vice versa maybe not but Nintendo still has Nintendo games and the the you know the the biggest IP on the planet in gaming with Mario and Zelda and all that kind of stuff at least from a recognizable standpoint uh, and so they're still gonna make their own their own games the switch is whatever is going to be around i think these both these could potentially feed off of each other in really nice ways so um anyways i'm excited there's your compatibility it's out there we're going to be reading stuff i think did the embargo go live today or tomorrow maybe tomorrow for because there's a lot of previews that are starting to go up on the steam deck um and it may be tomorrow that all the all the stuff gets 
or is it Friday? I didn't. I, I did not double check, but yeah, One I mean, of those obviously, days, it's, it's yeah, we we saw the hardware embargo come out, right? Maybe yeah, the hardware, so we're yeah, yeah. Okay. so we're we're waiting on the software embargo. And you can where, use uh, Microsoft Office on it, which is you know that's you can do Excel um, spreadsheets. Definitely, uh, and I think that was. Oh, Dolly! Was... I have breaking news. Go, oh, go ahead. The Octopath Traveler Gotcha game is coming to the United States. Didn't we already know that? The, the <laughs> it's now <laughs> official. It's launching this summer. Okay, so they have a date now because they said it's uh -huh. coming this year. All right, good. That's what I want to so know. So I, I, I knew you Count had your eyes in. on it. So I just HD you know. 2D in my pocket. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine that Octopath had enough... <laughs> It's just fandom to support a gotcha, but <laughs> what do I know, man? Who knows? It's I like the game. Uh, I uh, Live Alive is a better version of what that game is is, and it came out it came out two decades beforehand. But uh, God, I cannot beforehand. I cannot fucking wait to play that. Yeah, HD awesome. HD 2D remake, man, because I never played it on your Switch <laughs> for. For however long, listen. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I trust me. I am. If there are, if I catch wind that there's like a very good chance that it's leaving Switch, it, 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 will, um, be, it will be. It might, I, I will. I will probably wait. It's That's been. It's been you've waited twenty five <laughs> years uh, or twenty like thirty years. Bro, I can wait. I don't like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are gonna play it. They're gonna be like, hey, "Oh wow, well, yeah, it's good." You're still waiting for Octopath Traveler to be on the platform that you want it before you dive into it. You know, so it's it's important. Nice <laughs> God, bravely default too. It's still gonna be short. no. So, um, that's good. Good news there. Thank you, Zach, for for letting me. In. There are other little bits and pieces here and there, but I think those were the those are the main ones. Um, I did mention that there's there's some you know there's we're big. Oddly enough, this is like uh, fall, November time frame for games all spilling over uh, right now. A lot of stuff that was delayed is kind of popping up now. Um, <clears throat> the one that uh, you guys suckered me into, speaking of big game releases, is Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring, Lord of the Elden Rings. I'm just going to play the uh, play the video here because it's it's kind of badass. But uh, Taylor's going. Taylor doesn't want to say anything about it. Maybe they don't. I don't want no spoilers. Um, yeah, you got uh, Elden Ring launching this week, which is uh, it's getting great reviews. Um, yeah, I I don't look at it's funny because we were we had a good discussion in the Discord. Join the side questing Discord, awesome discussion. Um, I don't look at scores. I look at is the feedback positive or not. That's mm -hmm. really what I want to know. Are you are you do you, you know so like when i looked at the metacritic scores and open critic scores and it's open critic has it ranked higher than whatever other games were out there it's like the highest rated game right now um don't worry dally good up. news everybody else was looking at scores for you buddy yeah exactly there you go all you guys no, no um i i look at is the game going to be enjoyable is it fun it's i look at that whole kind of rotten tomatoes outlook which is here's the the positive versus the negative and overwhelmingly positive reviews for this game, which rarely Demon Souls had great reviews. Bloodborne had great reviews. Dark Souls, blah, blah, blah. None of those games 
had me remotely excited. I think I even yeah. own a copy of Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Um, this has me incredibly excited. And uh, nothing of George R. R. Martin is actually <laughs> left in this, apart from his name slapped across the. Uh, well, he uh, the title he probably, made but. like he made the lore. All the lore and the characters and story is all his. So like it's he, like actually he's actually there. In a way, in a way, he's there. I think they consulted with him for the way his blog post set it up was uh, a while back was him basically saying, yeah, I, I was in there for like a couple days worth of work and uh, helped them set it up. And then I walked out of the room and, and good luck to them, um, which is cool. I Listen, mean, he, if you don't think that R.R. Martin made that <laughs> giant crayfish that we just saw on screen, then I don't know what you're smoking. Himself. He coded uh, that himself. That man walked in, sketched that giant crayfish and walked out. So okay, uh, I just want to no, like. I'm excited for this. Yeah, so there's games that come out that like you have to pay attention to. Like every couple of years, there's that one game that comes out. You're like, oh, this is it. Like Breath of the Wild was the last one that kind of like hit, and sure. like it just made a crater. And like this is we haven't had a game like like that in a while. This is that next game. This is this is that. That, and I didn't expect this game to be that at all. Like having expectations for a game that high is bad. You're like ready for let ready for yeah. let down. Exactly. I expected it to be good. I expected to enjoy it just based off of a couple of things. Like yeah, I'm going to enjoy this, but I did not expect mm -hmm. it to be this level of praise and critical praise of game of like on a game design level on a like a art like an artistic level on just like everything people are just like this is like this is their best game yet and that says a lot to a lot of people uh, it's really interesting it's also interesting my journey because i like I, like last week at this time i wasn't interested in this game it, like i literally pre-ordered this game like friday yeah, like Friday last last week, last week cuz I just randomly decided to watch a video and I saw like oh it has m minimal hud and people are saying like you don't have any like quest markers it's an open world game that just kind of makes you like mm -hmm. explore and like forces you to like learn and to pay pay attention and to like figure out like stories and stuff it's like that's exactly what I look for in a open world game and then you add this cool aesthetic this cool you know lore and story and i was like okay this is going to be cool like i, I know i'm going to enjoy this mm -hmm. and then to hear that it delivers in many ways on that simple idea of like x ex exploration it's really exciting like i'm just excited just to sure. dive in you know <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to it now i think uh from again for my i'm the kind of in the same boat i i was my biggest fear was the overhype because we saw it with mm -hmm. Cyberpunk. And Cyberpunk was so overhyped and everybody kept talking about it uh, from journalist standpoint to uh, fans. They, I mean, they they the way that they marketed Cyberpunk was <laughs> overkill. I mean, we've seen other games marketed that way uh, even recently, which was just like marketing overkill with stuff. Um, but Cyberpunk was, it's probably the, blueprint of what no longer to do because you, you cannot set that bar so high and under deliver and have your game be delayed over a year almost a year and a half after <clears throat> after it launches it's still not not launched um but uh and so i couldn't get myself hyped up for this i just i didn't i'm like you know what it's, yeah. it's not going to 
It's not going to land for me. It is. <clears throat> I'm not a souls guy. And this overhype part of me was in a weird way. Part of me is like if something gets overhyped. I kind of want to see it get knocked down a little yeah. bit. Just that way. I don't have to worry about that level hype to enjoy something. But um, this, the hype for this, I think part of it was uh, <clears throat> because um, Miyazaki, it's Miyazaki, right? He, he and crew did not actually put out a lot of, a lot of their own hype. This is completely built up. They, they're every once in a while, they'd give you like a, a four and a half second gameplay video or yeah. drop a little bit of lore and that's it. They never, they never went crazy with fan hype or whatever else. And I think that actually worked to their advantage, especially this week with all the reviews it's, and stuff. It's like so all pretty saying. natural. It's all community driven like yeah. hype. Like yeah. like like the like the like we all know the Souls fan base is very dedicated, like very loud major not uh, not a majority, but a loud mm-hmm. minority in the gaming spaces. So we so we know they're gonna be excited, but like this time around it's been different there's been like a different feeling about it because one this this game's has their has is a souls team's longest uh dev cycle dev, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so like oh people are just like you know like Uh-oh. this is Breaking gonna be something news. special what? elden ring is no longer the highest rated game of all time it has dropped back below oh, super no. mario odyssey by one no. point but yeah sorry, it's, it you know, it's just like <laughs> It's a pedigree game, which is yeah. kind of weird to think about because everyone says these games are too hard, but everyone loves these games. <laughs> like, like yeah, critics love these games, and they're supposedly too keep hard. In mind, keep in mind that people that are willing to play a game like Elden Ring for review in five days and dedicate 60-plus hour are also uh, all masochists. So, yeah, uh, they would like Dark Souls games. That makes sense. Uh, I just I just I feel like that's something that you have to really remind yourself of when you're like, that's weird. I didn't like Dark Souls. And then you just, you know, you just got to remind yourself that the people that are reviewing the games for uh, sequels in uh, are masochists. And it makes a lot more sense. There's a few reviews I read from people who weren't fans of the older games saying like this is the first one to actually like rope me in like I actually enjoyed this. Yeah, one. I mean you could say that and ignore my joke. That's one of the <laughs> options. <laughs> but also uh, uh, the cool part is I've heard this game's on the large easier than the other games, which makes sense for it to because it's so dense, it's so large. Like it would suck to play a huge ass. 80 hour long R- open world RPG if it was hard as fuck constantly. So like I've I've heard a bunch of people say like it's pretty well balanced and there's a lot of cool ways that you can you can like adjust your own difficulty by how you approach approach things. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm just really excited to see what people do. I'm excited to play it and talk with Taylor about it because mm-hmm. the game like there's no like waypoints, no marks or anything, right? So like. Taylor and I, like, how are we going to talk about stuff? Like, how am I going to say, like, dude, did you go to this cave over here? That was, like, yeah. by this tree? Like, it's going to be yeah. fun to have that conversation with with people. And Just and not like, only that, but having gone back and forth with, with Zach on, on games that we have played um, in the past, we do not play them the same way at, at yeah. all. So uh, we, I'm, we are going to have that conversation after, like, mm-hmm. 
probably even like two hours in and yeah. we are going to be on completely different sections of the game i would imagine it's, it's and only it's only going to get more diverted as it goes along it's, I'm just really excited. It's going to be fun to see how the community develops around this game and how people like start to name stuff. Because I don't think monuments or things specifically have like really names. It's like the general areas have names, but there's no like little areas like, oh, this is this mountain. This is this. I think it's all like just kind of there. So it's I wonder really if it's cool. going to I wonder if it's going to happen kind of like early Counter-Strike maps did. You know, they're all all the locations are named now in like mm -hmm. Counter Strike Go, but yeah. back in the day, you know, when DE Dust and DE Dust Two came out, all those names that we know of now from that are in the game were just developed organically from community um, as it became. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, exactly from Long and Elbow, um, and 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 stuff like that. So, I I would imagine I. I think it's cool. interesting to think about that stuff coming by organically as, you know, discord groups and stuff like that, just kind of settle in on different names for uh, things it's, like this. It's really, it's a cool idea for a game man. just be like, Hey, like, here's this world. There's no journal. Uh, have fun. Like that's just kind of like, it's, it's very, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about the fact that they added a map because they literally had to because they put too much space into it where, yeah. you know, they never added a map before because there was a sort there was a certain linear quality to older Dark Souls games that precluded that didn't preclude having a map. Uh, and now it's like, yeah, if we didn't add a map, like things would go bad. Like it, it would make it a bad game probably um, or a worse game. Um yeah, than it there's is. there's a lot of checkpoints I heard like a lot of like the little bonfires of yellow things. There's a lot of those spread spread out too. And the cool mechanical thing that those serve is you walk past them and they'll point you towards a point of interest. That's what yeah. they do. The game doesn't tell you where to go ever. That's like not the game never points you where to go unless it's that one little thing. But that's it. So, like, most of your adventuring is just an organic walking around, like, hey, there's a dude over there. Let's go see what he is. Like, that's what this game is. And that's very much how I love to play games and how I want games to be made. Like, I just want to have a world that feels real where I have to dig in and, like, just feel like I'm lost, you know, and that's fun. Uh, and I'm just so excited because I did not expect this game to be that. I, I had no... I had no expectations of the game even becoming that. So it's just a cool surprise. Now I'm just like over the moon excited. Yeah. Plus, it has a horse I can ride, and the horse has a double jump, and my character can jump. These are all very important differences compared to previous Dark Souls that matter a lot to me. Yeah, I think being able to jump is going to change you're still, a lot. You're still muted, Dally, by the way. I was gonna say there's George R. R. Martin's lobster crab thing too. Which oh yeah, yeah. Able, that's his great fish. Being able to jump in Dark Souls is gonna change a lot. Like yeah. that's huge. Being able to just like run between rooftops in general is gonna be like a like I am just trying to imagine the amount of detail and thought that went into this game for them to say how do we design this open world in these castles and dungeons and everything, and also include verticality and also make it open world open-ended to where everything feels natural and not like they're coming in at the wrong area like i just can't imagine what kind of i don't want to overstate process. it but 
but like think about when the teams at Nintendo first made um Mario 64 after mm. making only 2D Marios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very similar yeah, I mean, yeah, verticality was always a part of the previous Dark Souls games, but not traversing no, the verticality. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, there was, you know, you could climb a ladder and theoretically the lower space still existed, uh, but you were not in charge of when you moved from one or the other, because typically you'd go up that ladder and if you came down, you died. Um, and that's no longer the case. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big design difference comparatively. So that's, that's, and that's a lot to talk about in a game that none of us have played. That yet. None of us have played. <laughs> but we're excited for it. We're excited for it. Um, but let's talk about games we have touched uh, and uh, the mm. games that we are playing. And I want to start uh, since uh, neither of you gents were on the podcast last week. Um, I was uh, stuck with the beautiful JJ for two plus hours of of pure joy two and a half hours i don't know we're gonna be at that point i have a feeling to no just kidding um (sighs) next week we might uh i want to hear what you guys have been have been up to what have you been let's start with uh taylor what have you been playing all right i got two of them oh Uh, my gosh i completely forgot i was like what yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's time to or by the way dally strap in buddy we're going for another (laughs) hour um (laughs) all right so i so i've been i'm on two things i I've been working uh, through It Takes Two with my wife for ooh, maybe like six weeks. We would, I mean, I think, no, not that long, longer. Three weeks, that's it? I feel like it's been more longer than that. My wife crushed me. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, It Takes Two... No, it's been more than two months because we played it before it won game uh, the Game Awards. Anyway, doesn't matter. When was the Game Awards? Wasn't that in December? December, yeah. Yeah, that was right. Um, and yeah, no, that's a it's it's a supremely a supremely good game. Um, it's beautiful to play, um, and probably the penultimate co-op game i don't like there's if you're like i need a game to play uh and we have two people and i want like the co-op experience this this is it there isn't there is no equal or can or contender for it i don't I, i can't imagine what else is a superior experience for two people that want to play a game together that's cool anyway i'm um i'm i I will play this. I will play this. I will yeah, not have anybody uh, to play with play with me because neither my wife or my daughter are even remotely interested in this. So I'll play it by myself. But uh, honestly, Dolly, I'll, I will, I would play it with you just to just to play it again. Um, uh, but like it's it's yeah, it's really good. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's a it's a story about uh, a couple and their daughter and their relationship. Uh, the the married couple's relationship fall, you know, kind of coming apart a little bit. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to play it with, uh, with my significant other, um, which made it a little bit more special, but yeah, I mean, it's just a good co-op game period. Uh, there is, um, 
you know, the story there is still enjoyable to experience no matter what and highly, highly recommend. Um, also, like I said, it's, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Excellent. Um, and other than that, I went back and I beat Death Stranding. Yeah. So how many strands did, did die? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all like most of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, man. Um, Death Stranding. You played on PC. I played it on PC. Um, yeah, and it's one of those games that's kind of hard to to describe um, and to talk about because even though Death Stranding came out three years ago, when did it come out? Yeah, almost. Yeah, twenty nineteen. So, yeah. Was it? It was a twenty nineteen game, right? Mm-hmm. November 2019. So we're talking two and a half years ago. Um, it is like, I still don't want to describe it in the off chance that I spoil it from some, for somebody. Um, it is a, a, an amazing flawed game. <laughs> it's definitely not perfect, but it's also unlike, I like you could say that it does this part does things that a different game does and this part does game something that's similar to another game but there is nothing like what it it is in its in its totality um yes death stranding is like ice road truckers (laughs) but on the (laughs) other hand it's also like Prey 2019 uh, and I like it, it, it you, and you could do this again and again um, and like with with a bunch of different games I mean it's is has that it's like you know Kojima got a lot of leeway and used every inch of it um, and made a game that he couldn't make when other people were not giving him that leeway Um you know, I th- I personally think that there are pacing issues. There, there, there's a reason why I put it down for a really long time. Um, the story is interesting, but improperly paced, in my personal opinion. Uh, the beginning and certain parts of it have lulls that have no justification in being as l- completely devoid of interesting points as they are. Uh, and the gameplay releases at rates that don't justify like you know i w- i got into the story and then when you get into a story you're like okay i want to k- keep doing the things that give me more story and then you do those things you get new gameplay elements but you've already moved on past them in the same moment that you've unlocked them because you've moved along with the story so unless you get diverted from the thing that you're into and get sidetracked you don't use them and you just move along and the story introduces you into the next thing uh, which is cool it also is kind of weird because they put a lot of uh, you can tell that there's a lot of effort that went into making the gameplay elements and the different stuff that they have there and i never went back to it some of them at all ever and just I didn't have a reason to because I was there to 
the finish the story that I thought was cool and I wanted to keep playing. And I it, my my favorite part is that the game has such an interesting story and it forces you to like walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, hey, go walk three hundred miles that way until you get to the next spot. Like that. Yeah, I mean it's the coolest it, 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 thing to me. Like it is it is definitely weird. It's you know, so I mean the basics is the basic thing is that it's post apocalypse I don't this isn't spoiling enough. Post apocalyptic event and you're bringing America back together. And so you're literally crossing America. Uh which is which is supremely funny because you walk the whole thing and I think that if you strung it all together, you could probably walk from what is effectively like the northeast coast to all of you know basically to california and if you just ran in the game i met you know imagine the whole thing was connected it would probably take under 30 minutes <laughs> if you just ran the whole way um you know that and so obviously like scale is significantly warped in order to accomplish the things that so cool. w- would be otherwise impossible um and it already takes a decent chunk of time to do some of the missions as they are so god forbid it, the scale got even wider it would be just yeah. impassable it's but, like it's a really thick slice like with a bunch yeah. of layers it's like it's just like like hey here's this mountain over here like okay cool yeah i'll go walk to that mountain it's like okay time to go around okay that mountain is that, cool that <laughs> but also on top of that it's like all right go check out this mountain and go to del- go deliver something to this depot it's like okay cool you're in colorado it's like all right man i was definitely like i was in pennsylvania like eight minutes ago but all right i'm gonna i, I delivered it. it um it's it quickly. yeah it's it's it is like i said i mean you know i because gaming for me lately has been so focused on stuff that I can't get elsewhere. It's like, you know, this is just another one of those games. It's like, oh yeah, a unique experience. Unlike, um, unlike you can get elsewhere. Monster Hunter is like the most video gamey game that I've played mm-hmm. recently. Uh, for whatever reason, that one grabbed me. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I went back to Death Stranding. Um, I would be shocked. If they continue that IP, I think I, I I view I strongly believe that Kojima is like nope that that is Death Stranding. I told that story. I'm done with it. It's never it's never. And I, I and I think that he's like genuinely like happy and and okay with with that fact. Um, but yeah, it that was it was good. Excellent. Um, it's a very strange thing that it exists at all. Yeah, no, I've I've always said it's like. It feels like an indie game with a hundred million dollar budget. Like it's just <laughs> like they just gave it to some random indie devs. Say, hey, make a game, okay? Like that's just what it feels. Yeah, feels I'm, like. I'm like, I'm, imagine so cool. Imagine you're a publisher and you get pitched a game where it's like, yeah, I want, I want to bring, I want to spend a lot of my budget to bring on Norman Reedus so that I can do body capture, so that Norman Reedus can uh, <laughs> lug a hundred kilograms across the country. Mm. <laughs> like that I mean, because that's what the game is and there's also a part where he name drops his show on amc as he's riding his bike like <laughs> it's just that's what makes this game like that the thing that's also Ugh. insane is we're talking about all these crazy ass things this game does it has a very good emotional core like the story yeah 
is really compelling. Like it's it's surprisingly his most succinct story, which is crazy mm. to say. It's his best written story because it's like not as like wild off the walls. Like it like it comes together and answers all your questions. Um, it's yeah, like, it's, it actually it actually does. The only problem with it is that it does all of it in the last fifty minutes of the game. Yeah, forty minutes of which is watching cutscenes. So just, if you liked, so if you liked. <laughs> which is which is great and and mads mads mickelson is in like 35 minutes of them um so like it's it's cool and i enjoyed it it's just like i wanted that experience to be sure, at, sure. at a slightly different pace but other than that other than that criticism it was great and you know, I think everybody by this point that has played that wanted to play Death Stranding has probably played it, yeah. except for me before this week. I've got to finish it too. I own it. I also have to, also have to finish it. I, it's a it's a power through moment. Uh, but Dolly, like literally, once you hit the stride point of like, oh, this is an actual interesting thing, then it gets a lot easier. Also, build zip lines. Lots of zip lines. Build zip lines. I didn't build zip lines, and it, it was clearly a mistake. I'm checking right now. But to yeah, see that, that, how, but that, how, how long is it? To, okay, that's about forty hours that, or so to play the game. That sounds good. But that's what I've been playing. Nice, nice. Hey, hey, Zach, Zachary, yeah. Zacharias. What have you been playing? Uh, Lost Ark. That's what I've been oh, playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh no. This is the biggest MMO of all time, huh? It's pretty like the thing that's okay. The thing that makes Lost Ark interesting is its release over here in the states has like seven years of development time or so in Korea. So So there's a lot of this is so Amazon is the publisher. Publisher, yeah, correct. Yes, I think they they picked up the publishing in the states, right? They did. Yeah, because Smile Smilegate was going to bring it over to the states, and they were working on that for a while. And then Amazon stepped in for whatever reason and said, "Hey, we want to publish this game." Um, and so they took, took took that over, which is crazy because, like, the thing about Lost Ark, a lot of people don't realize is like mm-hmm. it's a game that a lot of online people who play MMOs in general like just like have been wanting to play this game for a while. It's been in the zeitgeist for a decade. Like people have been wanting this game. Um, I even before I had a PC, I've been, been wanting to play this game. Like I've like, it just is, it was that unicorn. Like this game is never coming to the West and it finally has. So it, that alone is pretty huge, but it's what makes it interesting from a design level is they take a lot of mechanics and systems from other successful MMOs, take their most successful systems, just kind of cram it in here and it works, but it's like it's kind of a mishmash of, of things, but they're also the greatest hits of other games, so they're not bad. They're just like a lot of random things. Um, so there's just a lot to do, a lot of grinding, but it's fun to play, which I think is a, a huge, like a big important thing for a game you have to grind in. It has to be fun to play, and it's fun. It's a good action-oriented. You're dodging, you're using combos, you're going crazy, you have dungeons, you have raids that have mechanics and busters and breakers things you have to know to do in the fights like it's really fun um yeah and it's free for one so it's definitely good to check out 
Um, but yeah, it's the, I guess the hardest part really is the grind aspect. But it's like, it's not as bad as it could have been. It's not as bad as other games. Like you can get to max level in like 10 hours, which really isn't that bad. Um, but it's like you hit the end game and you're level 50, but your item level is like 250 and like the max eye level is 1000. So there's a lot of grinding and raids and stuff that you have to do, but it's fun. Um, so if you're into those kind of games, action RPGs, MMOs, it's definitely something that you'll probably, probably like, um, is it still tearing up the, uh, the, like the, yeah. What's the, what's the chart? What's the charts right now, Zach? Hit me. Let me check Steam charts. It's, it's like I didn't expect this game to be huge, but it's huge, uh, which is crazy. Uh, Twenty-four hour peak is nine hundred forty-eight thousand. Still up. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's just really cool. Also, for a game about grinding, the quests on maps are laid out specifically to where you go to an area, you pick all these quests and the objectives for those quests are in the next area you need to go to. So there's not no like backtracking as you're doing quests. You're just con you, there's like a planned out path for side quests the, it, and main quests. So it's really cool. The, like you can just grind. It, like, it's not a gotcha, but so, I mean, I, I'm going to call this kind of like a gotcha style element because when they're you know in a lot of gotchas when you have resources mm. that you're farming or something like that those are typically things that are gotcha like where you're doing you're gonna you know even for stuff like warframe which isn't inherently a gotcha mm. but mm. you know for warframe when you're farming a resource you're like i'm gonna here i gotta do this this mission or farm this uh this ingredient or or whatever you have it and the Lost Ark takes that uh, very efficiently. Same idea. Yeah, it's... I mean, if you're familiar with Korean MMOs and how they work, there's... there's the, the, this, the main system, basically, is you want to get resources to level up your armor, and you can get plus one, plus two, up to plus 15, but there's percentages of you to pass or fail. So really, it's like Korean games in general always have these words where it's like, oh, I have so, 20% chance to get a plus uh, one so but unlike other korean mmos this game they won't destroy your items which is good because a lot of korean mmos like black desert online maple story these big games have yucky mechanics that hey this item i had to grind a thousand hours for i could break it <laughs> and not <laughs> it's use it so it's so <laughs> It doesn't have that. It's a very nice Korean game, which is good because a lot of Korean games are not fun. They're just Skinner boxes, de like designed to keep you in their maze and suck money from you. This is like a this is a real game. Like it's one, fun to say. Point, point uh, one percent drop chance, except that you also have a point one percent or a one percent chance to break it every upgrade, except you have to get it to level two hundred. So you actually have to farm. 85 of them in order to actually have a guarantee it's so fucking miserable see so in lost in in lost ark you don't have to do that so you know just go go ahead no now instead you just you just grind it normally yeah you just like it's it's they use that like grinding material thing as as like 
raids, like your weekly lockouts for raids, your weekly dungeons, that's included. So it's so it's like it's once you hit that endpoint and you're an MMO player, it's going to become a part of your rotation. Like, okay, and wow, I hit my lockouts for this week. Time to go hop on my alts and do this lockdown, do this. Okay, like it's the same thing. It's the same concept of a Final Fantasy like high end raid tier. Like it's it's the same shit, uh, but it's just a different game. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. Definitely check it out. It's fun. Like it's flashy. It has some really fun dungeons, some really fun boss boss fights. Uh, just some really interesting things in there that you wouldn't expect from some something like Amazon. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. And well, I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum is a grinding game that really sucks. Uh, <laughs> is Monarch that? Oh yeah, <laughs> new Atlas game that came out. That came I, out. I was, nobody knows anything thing about because nobody's talking uh, uh, talking about it. And I completely forgot it came out, even though I was supposed. To, I'm supposed to review this game. Um, it's very forgettable. It's very bland. It's very boring. Uh, which is a shocker coming from X Persona devs, X Atlas devs, X mm. Shimagami Tensei developers you'd expect there to be this like style this it's just it lacks something it's not like it's a it's not a bad badly made game it's not a horrible game it's just boring like the story isn't horrible but it's not interesting enough to keep pushing you the gameplay is not horrible but it's also not improved like there's no increasing of difficulty no changing of like of how the game fights or plays like it just keeps staying the same constantly so it's just like it could it could be so much more but it just doesn't it's just like like if you play the demo you you get that slice that's what the game is like it doesn't change beyond the demo like everything they introduce to you is the mechanics there's nothing interesting about it it's a really a big letdown um yeah it just feels weird it's like a it's like a weird feeling looking game to play it, it looks, feels like it also it also looks really stiff yeah no exactly if it, it feels plasticky it's like yeah and you're playing this game you're like okay they're definitely trying to emulate persona i can feel this like but it's lacking that personality that like soul that persona games have it's just like they just miss the mark by a lot but it's also like i'm saying like it's not a shitty game it's just boring as fuck to play um yeah it uh, i was talking to taylor i was like I, i'd rather play a really bad game that has interesting ideas than play a game that is fine and it's boring like this is just like just milk toast, like typical anime JRPG thing. Formulaic um, in a way, or it's like it's formulaic because the like it's like structured like really simply. It's like yeah, you're trapped in school. You got to you got to escape from this school, and so you just you're stuck in in there. You keep going upstairs and like traveling and discovering alter egos of your class classmates, like how you would in a persona game it's like oh this person this girl she's hiding this about her so her alter ego is like this and it's like 
dude, I've seen this before. Like, I don't understand why you're trying what you're trying. It's very frustrating. Um, the music's good, though. I'll go ahead and give it that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and it's just... Ugh. Yeah, I... I considering considering where it came from uh, yeah. you know it's it's it you know you always feel kind of shitty putting it this way but like you know you have to look at i mean at least certainly people that know the history of it look at the pedigree of the people that are making it and are like you just expected more yeah it's definitely a game that i was interested in because of who was involved but then i increasingly got more worried about it the more they show it off because it's like it just doesn't like i don't know if it's atlas who's the good person in this like they give that team a lot of money so like hey here's here's a shit ton of money make make your games look good or if it's the development team that's talented like is it the money or is it the the team is like was this team did this team not have enough money? Like, was it just a small budget and they were just trying to make what they could make? Like, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. Something went wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, there's just, I think, RPG Gamer, R RPG site, I think. The reviewer put it a really nice way. He said, like, Monarch 1 isn't that good, but I feel like a Monarch 2 will be better. Like, mm, it, it would actually yeah. be a better game. And that's true, because it's like, it's, it's like, uh, like Final Fantasy 13, like a lot of people didn't like Final Fantasy 13, but a lot of people like the sequels. Like that, that's just kind of how I would think of it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a game I think people will like. It's not like a shitty game. Like it's just like like if you buy it and you like it, cool. Like it's like it's solid, but it's like definitely not worth sixty bucks. Pick it up for twenty. Pick it up for 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 ten. Um, I think the I, th I think the toughest part about it is just that there's so many other good like, <laughs> and uh, this is this is a, the constant evolving problem of like more good games keep coming out every year than even the last. It feels like, yeah. and yeah. indie games yeah. are gobbling up the the share of middling quality on stuff. So it's like anytime something comes out at that full retail price that $60 price tag it's like you better be commanding it because mm. I'm I got like 60 other $15 or less indies that probably are doing what you're doing just maybe not quite as visually f as you know just not at the visual fidelity level except monarch looked kind of like really stiff um, <laughs> but you know I think I think you get my my idea which yeah. is that it's no longer you, you, you know it's Things like that just got to be better than they used to be because of the playing field. Mm. Mm. Yep. It feels like. You know, it's, yeah, uh, it's very dis it's very disappointing. It's a game that I got a review code for, and I was like, you know what? I need to review this game, and then I just forgot about it because it, I, it left no impact in my brain. I had nothing to say about it. It's like, dude, there's just nothing here. Uh, it's a hard game to even describe mm -hmm. like why i don't like it um yeah um guess besides that i guess like i i can't say i'm playing rune factory 5 but i can't say anything else but i'm playing that um <clears throat> there you go 
Um, <laughs> and then besides that, there's those demo games that Steam released. Those all those yeah, games yeah. that came out. Oh, uh, that's true. I did. I did play two demos. Yeah. So give me a quick two, hit. Quick hit of the demos. Quick hit. Yeah, so oh, both good. Neon white um, is really cool. This is a fun game. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even know how to describe it. I've been it's keeping like a, an eye on this one for a little while. It's like a yeah. So I I, remember, I forget I forget when Neon White first got announced. It was on an indie yeah uh, coalition like yeah. catalog presentation of somebody. Um, it might have even I think it was Annapurna. Could have been. They're the ones who were publishing it. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, Neon White is sick. So at first it was like we knew that there was like cards and we knew that there was like weapons. Um, what wasn't absolutely clear is the fact that it is just a, I mean, not just, but it's a level-based speedrunning game, which is, and it is fucking sick. So I don't know. I mean, like first person is just dedicated to finish the level, go fast, um you know yeah there are weapons because there are you know these demons on the level that you have to like all the demons have to be cleared in order for you to be able to finish the level um but yeah i don't know it's it's sick it's great it's really good all the weapons have like multiple uses like they have one use to where it's like shooting and killing and then another use which is like a utility so like for example, the yellow gun gives you a extra jump. So you can use that gun and don't waste your last bullet and get an extra jump. Or this purple gun has a grenade launcher that will stick to things. So you need to like play the level and plan out how you're going about it. And it's it feels good to play. Um, oh, yeah. And you run fast on water. So you're not on oh, water. Yeah. You're going pretty slow. But when but once you hit water, you're just like zooming, which is super, Sweet. super cool. Uh, it has an interesting story. I didn't expect it. I was like, hey, this is pretty interesting. Uh, it's like it's like it, the characters are fun. Like I was the the cast. All voice. Cast all, cool. vo- all voice. Act, all voice. All acted. voice. Acted. Mm-hmm. Steve. Steve. Steve Blum plays the main character. Uh, Spike Spiegel, Cowboy Bebop, a bunch of other things. Uh, he's great. Uh, yeah, it's just solid. Like it's really cool. It feels amazing to play, um, and it digs into my little gamer goblin brain, where it's like you got to get that high high score. You got to go beat Taylor mm-hmm. on that on that on that board. <laughs> like I was sending him pictures back and forth of me beating his scores on the levels by like. Point zero one seconds. So like we were just like, <laughs> which I, I I I went back and beat every single one of them. By yeah. the way, so it's that's fun. That's cool. It's like See, any, yeah. there, it was, there's like a there's like a leveling up system too for each level where you unlock certain things in the levels to find shortcuts and gifts to give to characters. There's like a dating sim aspect to the game. Yeah, there's, there's like, definitely like there's definitely some relationship <laughs> thing that happens where you can give gifts and then you get more side story and then you also get a side quest which i'm assuming means that there's new levels that you can unlock by giving people gifts um yeah i don't know like i don't it the last i can't think of the last time it was just like here's a game that is basically just for speed running or that is speed running oriented quite so to this last, degree i guess would be the last one kind of 
Um, but like even like this one is just like here's your level and here's your time and there's the leaderboard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, super hot. Super hot. I mean, the one that always comes to my mind is Dust Force. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. From but Dust Dust Force at this point is old as hell. Yeah, uh, much much like how I feel on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, usually after these podcasts. Yeah, usually. Uh, but anyway, yeah, neon white looks cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I was I was I, that was that that one. I remember seeing the video for it when it was on one of the uh, one of the debuts, and I was like, eh, that could be good. And then yeah, that demo is that demo's sick. It's good. Before we talk about another game Taylor and I played, there's a random ass indie game I found as I'm one to one to do. Mm -hmm. um i find these weird little games there's this game called finders keepers hmm. it is a game it's a story game that just takes place is, is it steam next fest mm -hmm. yeah okay. mm -hmm. steam next fest it's a demo uh, yeah obviously but it's like it's a story game that takes place all within someone's phone so like hmm. the way you interact with the world is with your thumb and the core mechanic is you're walking through a forest with a friend and y'all are just like hanging out, but you're on a dating app, so you're going back and forth. So your thumb is swiping back and forth and stuff, and you're talking with your friend. But the app that you're using is like a dating app for geocaching, basically, is like the hook. So you're walking around like, hey, we're close hmm. to a geo geocache, let's go over here. And the way you move your characters by moving your thumb up, or like it'll show you where to go. So it like keeps you looking at your phone, which is really cool, but it has this like weird paranormal aspect to it where you go to these geocaching spots and you drag people's pictures and they just like tell a story like oh this is from this or this is from from that and just like random paranormal things start to happen on the phone it seems really cool i'm i want to buy it and see what the story is uh because mm -hmm. things like that are always interesting like these small little indie things and using a thumb as like your main interaction for a game is really cool like the way the thumb moves is kind of creepy it's like really realistic looking and it's all pixelated though it's super like cool uh, but yeah definitely check that one out if you want something kind of kind of weird different. yeah and then yeah the other one is the wandering village which is <laughs> dude oh my gosh oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa buddy this game is crazy yeah. <laughs> i so i I think that the entirety of the demo is like two hours. If you it's sat long. down, I didn't finish yeah. it. I I went. I was like, okay, I've seen. I've seen enough. Like I'm good. Yeah, Zach uh, is very different from from me. Zach Zach didn't finish either one because he got to a certain part in in Neon White where he started to feel like, oh god, they're showing me the game, and he was like, I'm out. <laughs> and probably same thing happened with Wandering Village. I, on the other yeah. hand, did not. I did not have that reservation. Um, I think that in in total, it was probably about two hours to play all of the Wandering Village. I have seven hours on record because I did it multiple times. Uh, Wandering Village is like the is so good. Uh, so you're 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 manipulating a village. You're controlling a village that's on the back of a a giant. Uh, I don't want to What's call it, it called? a monster. It has, it has a name. Yeah, I, f I already forgot. Um, uh, I don't want to call it a monster because he's he's too good. He doesn't mm -hmm. deserve it. Um, he's a cute little little guy. But anyway, cool so there there's a poison that's like overtaking the earth. It's seeping into the ground. Um, he's 
uh, this some sort of ancient uh, being of some kind. Anyway, so he's got a he's got a lush, fertile landscape on his back, and you're basically playing the RTS that mm. controls the village that's living there. Um, cool. oh, uh, but he's but he's walking his own path, um, and you can maybe influence it, unless unless you do shit that makes him not trust you, in which case you can't influence it anymore. And there's these also at the same time poison clouds that are still there on this on on this on, in this world that's kind of dying. And these are this is what happens when you walk through the poison clouds is that you know the poison spores get on there and uh, you know have a chance. And you have to you know he's walking through the poison too. Look, there's one of his dead homies um, that succumbed to the plague, and you've got to keep him alive because he's now keeping you alive. I don't, it's and. There's also the idea that you're using him as a resource. Yes. Which is really like sad. So like you want to <laughs> not, but you have to, so you can stay, stay alive. And I'm assuming there's going to be mechanics later on. It's like, Hey, we might need to drill into his back. Hey, we might need to like, like it's on. It tricks you. You think, oh, this game's going to be like cute and kind of fun, but it's really kind of disgustingly sad when you think about like what's happening, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's a like because my whole thing, though, because there's a limited resources on his back. You're like, oh, how do I keep this stuff happening? And eventually, you can adventure off of him. You can send parties off to go travel to different places, bring people back, find different things, find different recipes, grow more trees, grow more of this. Like, so it's just really interesting to have a limited resource for usually a genre that doesn't have that limit for a long time for usually in like these resource management civilization games, mm -hmm. you hit that wall 20 hours in. But this is like, hey, two hours in, you, you're out of trees. Like, what do you do? Uh, it's really cool. Uh, having uh, having having played it uh, as many times as I did, um, the trees aren't the problem. You run out of rocks. stone. Yeah, yeah, you run out of stone. Twenty minutes. It, wow. Like so, like especially when you go back and you're playing it again, right? Because you're like, all right, I need my stone. I already know that I need my stone. And you go and you mine the fuck out of the stone. And you you're literally out of stone twenty to thirty minutes in, and if in an early game if you build one too many of this building and you neglect to build this building, you are you you're screwed actually. Like you're just like oh I don't have any way of getting stone until I go this far down the research tree where I can mine the big rocks. Anyway, it's a great RTS game. Um, and, uh, and you know, they take it a step up. You have, though, there's a, an entire side kind of like metagame of also managing the, you know, the, the resource that is the trust with the dino man um, as well as his health, his poison aptitude, and all, and all that kind of stuff. It's great. Yeah, because you can, like, command him to like rest like hey man chill but sometimes Yo, you gotta take it to. you gotta you, you gotta take a nap but also it's really important only because i went through this exact scenario again where if you're about to hit a poison cloud and you're struggling to manage 
the already previously existing poison infestation because you just went through another one, you're like, listen, but I need you to take a fucking nap so I can get a hold of this shit so that I can go through this next one again. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it's Wandering Village. I think it's supposed to launch this year, this summer, um, yep. if memory serves, based on what it was. Um, access as well. So yeah, and it's probably gonna it's gonna launch early. I mean, even in the demo, uh, they clearly really wanted to make this work because a few of the buildings that are in the demo aren't colored yet; they're just pencil stencil drawings, basically, mm -hmm. um, where the vast vast majority of them are colored and stylized and stuff like that. Um, so they just yeah. you know they. I'm not saying they cut corners or anything. I mean, it's a demo for a reason on an early access game, but they wanted to make sure that it got out there. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I I was completely enamored with with this game, 100. Nice, nice, excellent. I uh, think I think okay. the future of that game is interesting. They could do a lot. They could do like, hey, they could have different dinosaurs. You could be on the back of like, this dinosaur has more trees. This dinosaur has more stone. This dinosaur has this. Like, you could do so much with that. And multiplayer mm -hmm. specifically would be could be really cool. Like you and a bunch of dudes on the same planet on a bunch of back dinosaurs dinosaur combat i don't know like it'd be it has the potential to be something fun like really interesting uh and the slice they give you in this demo is really solid uh it's definitely the best demo i've seen on the store which is not saying much because the demos this time around are kind of stinky there's a lot of bad bad ones um, I felt like Next Vest had a few more high quality standouts compared yeah. to uh, compared to this time around. Yeah. I agree. But hey, the ones that we have that I found that I thought were cool are really awesome, and I'm excited for. But it. then again, yeah, I mean, Neon White and Wandering Village are both like I'm uh, like amazing. But like, I'm probably going to buy both of these yeah. games Com compared to some of the Next Vest, where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of interesting ones. And I don't really care whether or not I buy any of them except for two. Yeah, like, sure. like the like the standout one for me last time was Death Death Trash, and I want to play that game really bad. It's oh still yeah, an early still an early access game, so I'm just waiting for that to come out of early access before I can like dive in. Um, yeah, that's what's good about Next Fest at least is it gives indie devs access to things that they don't have. Like it gives them access to a community to give them feed feedback, which is important. Um, so it's always fun to try and find like the random little games that look like shit just to see what they're doing. You know, it's always fun. Yeah, I mean, I I popped into the discussion section of Neon White and like it was <clears throat> there was threads like every I'm you know it's like hey this. I mean, maybe it was on the you know on a bunch of people's radar beforehand, um, but I know, you know I know the Death Trash guy talked about how he was able to like approach an issue he was having because it's it's a solo dev game. Death Trash Trashes. He was able to approach an issue he had been trying mm -hmm. to figure out for weeks from someone just saying something. Like he said, that was more important to him than anything else. Just having people to talk to about it. So yeah, stuff like this is cool. I'm glad Steam was able to put this together for devs to put things out. But there's a lot of like bigger titles that are like high budget games oh, yeah. this yeah. this time around, which is kind of sucks. But yeah. All right. Well, I've got something that I've been playing. A couple things. 
Um, <clears throat> Horizon. What? You guys heard of Horizon? No. Um, no one's playing the think original about that one. game. <laughs> playing the original game. Um, yeah, you have you have one more day to talk about Horizon Forbidden West yeah, exactly. before it's, Dude, before it becomes it. illegal. Uh, no, I've I just was, been not. Not, I was not, saying not this, Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon oh. Zero Dawn is what I'm playing. I was saying this to Taylor, but it's like Horizon Zero Dawn launched next to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Horizon yeah. Forbidden West launched next to Elden Ring. How mm-hmm. unlucky do you have to be? To launch your game next to two behemoths in your genre that are going to shake the genre for forever, like how unlucky are like is this team? It, they are totally, and and, and uh, it's what's interesting is that Sony, Sony kind of shot, you know, shot the wall. What do they call it? A shotgun hit to the wall. I don't know. Whatever they threw a bunch of games out. Over the span of these next few weeks, because you have uh, Horizon, you have uh, Elden Ring coming out. I know it's third party, but it's a big game that's going to be, you know, that's being marketed with PlayStation. And you have um, next week is Gran Turismo. So you have like three giant and they have some other stuff coming in the next like few weeks here, too. So they're throwing everything out there. This stuff can suffer. Uh, You can only buy so many games at a time. But anyways, Horizon Zero Dawn. First time getting through it. Um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Aloy is really talkative, as everybody has she said. She is annoying, dude. Annoying. I cannot okay. stand her. Um, <laughs> she so, doesn't shut uh, up. Doesn't shut up. Hey, I wonder what... Oh, that thing looks kind of interesting. I wonder what I could do. Maybe I can look over... Oh, yeah, there's... A, okay, got it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting game. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not in love with it. Uh, but I've only... Again, I've only got, like five six hours in so it's 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 fine right now um it definitely feels in a really weird way there are some technical glitches and this is of course i'm playing on the ps5 this is impossible impossible there's technical glitches to this game that uh like i think some of it is by i don't know if it's by design or not but um like some of the camera stuff doesn't quite work very well there's a lot of there's actually like weird clipping that's going on with the camera but um Apart yeah, from all that, those are in the sequel too. So yeah. Hope you Apart from that, that <laughs> um, uh, I am. It is. It is a good game so far. From this, it just. I'm. I'm not madly in love with it, but it's a. It's a cool game. I love the everything about the design, the the aesthetic, the. It's real. The story. It's real pretty. It's real, real pretty. pretty story is kind of trying to tell. It weirdly feels, uh, because I had just played um, last year, I plowed through uh, um, God of War. 2018 and uh this feels like man i wonder what god of war would be in the future and i'm getting some weird like maybe you could kind of make a link in uh in sony's magical world of of placing uh horizon in the future of god of war um anyways horizon uh zero dawn and playing that's it's okay i'm I'm, i just kind of wanted to get through it because i had it sitting on my ps5 for a while so i figured let's go um and then i've been playing two beta tests that have been popping up. Okay. Um, uh, these are fantastic beta tests. Uh, let me start with the bad one. <clears throat> um, I'm going to play the video of this beta test. Uh, this is so I, I I've been excited for MLB the show, <laughs> and I thought let's I play know. this. Oh no! On the switch. Oh I think no! Here. There's my boy, my boy Shoei. I thought let's play this on the Switch because I'm really interested in playing a 
baseball game on the go, which I think is 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 the you know you want to be able to play a a high end a high end baseball game on the go. I have RBI baseball. It's eh. Um, this looks like a DS game on my Switch. Uh, it so it just so, looks so, bad. So you know what's rough is that one of the first games that I got on my PlayStation Vita is MLB The Show. Oh. And God, it looks what, better than this. What year was it? I don't even remember. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was probably it was probably MLB The Show 12. <laughs> I was going to say either 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um and it sure didn't look a lot different. Um uh, no. <laughs> And it, I definitely think it maybe had better frame rate. Dude, I thought it everyone is, was lying, God. but dude, it's actually like <laughs> it's, it's so bad. bad. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, and they they want you to play this game in portable mode because they don't oh, want you to no. use the big screen. That's so why they keep showing it off. <laughs> it's play the game on the go. Um, really bad beta. <clears throat> I thought, okay, uh, now he, here's where things get interesting. I thought, let me try this on the PS5 because they have the they have the same beta test on the PS5. Look um, <clears throat> definitely looks a hell of a lot better, way better frame rate. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a different game from a definitely a visual visual standpoint. Um, the Switch version has just this insane lag. And again, it's a beta. But the game launches in a month and a half, so it's not that far off. You, um, there's some things you can't EA fix beta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the part that I don't, and this is a, it's a tangent to what I'm actually doing, which is playing the game. How bad the user interface is, the user experience is in sports games. In that oh. there are, I just. I just want to play baseball. What do, how do I, why do I have to go through 35 menus, click accept on like 15 different, uh, 15 different uh, license agreements because of all the different teams and music, whatever. Um, have to select my favorite team, have to select the character. I literally just want to dive in and play baseball with the teams that are out there. And it's impossible to do that in Either of these betas, which is the Switch or the PS, the PlayStation one, it's listen, game designers. I know you want to put a lot into these sports games because there's a lot that you could do depth wise, but it's overkill. It is. I'm so just saying there should overkill. there should always be a hyper accessible expo mode. Yes, yes. We talked what happened about to expo? What yeah. what happened? What happened to expo mode, man? Right. Seriously, we talk about accessibility, and it's not just. We had the conversation on, on the Discord, Twitter Discord. It's not just about font size and uh, being able to hear and being able to, um, you know, uh, use different control setups. It's also about just pure game design and access to the content within your game and the the actual user interface. I want to get to a game quicker and enjoy what I'm doing. I can't. Um, <clears throat> the other game that I've been playing, uh, well, let me just say... Uh, uh, I I can't talk about this beta, this online beta test, um, because we have been forbidden to talk about this online beta. The several million people that partook in this online beta test have been forbidden <laughs> to talk about this online beta test. In the meantime, I'm going to show you guys a video of, um, of uh, let's say, Nintendo Switch Sports. I'll show you guys a video of a Nintendo Switch Sports, <laughs> and I'll just talk about random sports 
sporting events that I kind of, you know, it just sporting events that I like things that are things that are cool. Um, te- I, you know, tennis, I, I like playing tennis. Did you guys ever play Wii tennis? Wii tennis was, was pretty interesting. Um, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, it's right. You didn't have, you, you never heard of a Wii. No, uh, Wii tennis is pretty good. And man, um, Imagine if you could play Wii Tennis in uh, like an HD, like in an actual real HD, not the Wii U version, but um, uh, it's pretty. I, I think that would be pretty good. And I love tennis in real life, and um, I really enjoyed Wii Tennis. Uh, and so being able to play against people online on uh, the original Wii would have been great. So, man, if I could play Wii online, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, I was uh, with the with the Winter Games. Um, it reminded me. Uh, not at all uh, of uh, the Wii, uh, the Wii Sports Resort um, sword fighting, um, and for good reason because Wii Sports Resort sword fighting, I don't think would make a good translation into modern gaming. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, but you know what, what? What game that I've been really itching to play is, uh, and I think would be a really awesome idea, is Battle Fucking Royale Bowling which I think would be a really fucking brilliant idea. And if someone were to invent that and just get like, I don't know, like 16 players on a screen and worldwide and actually make the, make the online actually be really well, really, you know, really good. Um, that would be, that would be worth, I don't know, thirty nine ninety nine uh, alone <laughs> admission wise. So, Hey, that's kind of, you know, I can't talk about what the other beta was, but it's just my general idea. Oh, there's look at it, sixteen people are playing. That's kind of cool. Um, that's just kind of my general idea of, uh, of of sports that I like. Yeah, I I think my daughter and I um, collectively together, let's just say we played four hours of of online, uh, or we played four. I didn't say I didn't say that. we played four hours of talking about talking hypothetically. About Hypothetically, we could have played yeah, four yeah. hours of of bowling royale. Uh, I think that I think the I think that if bowling bowling royale was something that you could play, yeah. I personally could see you playing four hours of it yes. with your daughter easily. Easily, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, I can't talk about uh, any the any beta tests, but uh, just to give you an idea of of just random sports that 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 that, uh, that would be kind of cool. So, God, I can't um, I can't believe that. <laughs> Switch Sports is actually going to sell and just basically be a bowling royale machine. It's literally <laughs> you know what? what's going to happen. The original fucking Switch Sports or the original Wii Sports. Um, I went back to it uh, just to kind of just dick around with it last weekend uh, for no reason whatsoever. Um, the bowling was 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 really good in that just because it was so freaking basic. The golf was really good and basic, and the baseball was actually and mm. tennis was really i'm like wow these four sports kind of nailed the experience switch sports doesn't have four sports it has bowling it has tennis but then you got sword fighting which isn't doesn't you know, sword fighting is see my thoughts on just sword fighting in general um and you have soccer which is like is soccer really mm. an, a sport for everybody um we badminton badminton which is just kind okay. of like Tennis. tennis but different <laughs> uh different ish um put baseball put baseball in there put discus throw i mean there were some cool jj and i talked yeah about go- some, golf is obviously cool golf golf is obviously coming back but later which is really weird 
I personally would have swapped development priorities of something else for golf, but that's bingo, just bingo. me. Bingo, that's bingo. just me. But uh, hey, yeah, um, I, I, uh, yeah, bowling Royale is going to be could potentially be a really cool concept that keeps keeps everybody playing uh, in person and online. So, yeah, if you had played it, you would know. If you if if they had, but uh, that's it. Um, you were right, you asshole. You lasted us an act. Strap in. We're going for another hour. That's the name of that's our. I our told you this week. So I'm gonna give you this week's flowers, Taylor. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, Zach, you do not get any flowers, but you get 18 points. So you Ooh. win. You win. Um, I get to finish this truly. And uh, lucky you, and, and realize that I've just wasted two hours uh, instead of playing. yet again. So I'm, I'm yet again, too. yet again. Uh, I'm actually yeah. going to try to get. Um, I in the middle of this podcast, I was reading up on how to get the browser on the Switch up and running, and pe- how people are actually getting uh, X, uh, Xbox Cloud games running on the Switch. So I'm gonna give that a shot. <clears throat> you have to do some weird backend stuff. Some so if I. If I brick my switch today, tonight, you'll know, you'll know why. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, well, good luck. Good luck. Good luck to you, to you too. Good luck to me. Good luck to everybody who's watching this. Um, it is, uh, it's Wednesday. We're going to be Elden ringed out by the industry. We won't even want to talk about it. We'll have played it so much. It'll just be so ingrained in us. It'll be forget, forget Elden ring. Uh, we'll see you guys on next week's Elden Ring focused episode of the side quest. <laughs> Probably, maybe even a Steam Deck. A little bit of Steam Deck might be in there too. Um, we'll see you all maybe. next episode. And find us in the Discord, sidequesting.com, at sidequesting, and sidequesting TV, and all over the place. That's it. Love you guys. Bye.